A friend is a buddy that you love. We bring him on the show to teach us some stuff. And when the show comes to an end, if anyone asks, you must contend. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Jason and Kelsey have friends. Welcome to Jason and Kelsey have friends. I'm Jason. And I'm Kelsey. And we are two Bay Area Asians learning from our friends. Kelsey, what's cooking? Uh, not much, man. What's going on? With, is this week going well for you, Jason? Um, yeah, it's been a great week. All my weeks are all my weeks are uh, pretty steadily great. Yeah, I'm a wow. bit I'm a bit embarrassed to say, I guess. Wow, that's sad. That's sad that it doesn't really peak beyond great. That it just kind of keeps it great. So your baseline is really just the same routine number. But man, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay, I'm really really not worried about it. Hang on a second. Hold on. If you're saying all of your weeks are great, then that means great is now your baseline. Yeah, isn't that great? No, that's not great. That means great is just your normal. You can try however you want. You're not taking me down. (laughs) Great is just great. How are you doing? I'm doing well now. I'm, now I'm afraid to say great because now people are going to think that's the baseline. But I, they're, it's going better than it's going better than baseline. How about that? It's going better than me. All right, sure. Better than Got baseline. It. I, I did not say it was better than you. I just said it's better than baseline. Okay. Okay. Um, although I did learn something interesting this week. Yeah. What, what was it? Tell you about it. Um, so I so I like many Asians, or maybe not even just Asians, but we'll also say of the subset of Asians, also known as Chinese people. Okay. Uh, I really like sesame related things. So yeah. I like, you know, you know, that sesame pudding that people have. And uh-huh. then, uh, so uh, I was at H Mart, our illustrious uh, Cupertino based Korean restaurant. Uh, sorry, Korean Gross market. Store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I really wanted some uh, Tongyun, or in, that's how you say it in Cantonese. In Mandarin, it's pronounced Tongyun. Oh, God. <laughs> It's close. So I was trying. To, yeah, I, <laughs> it needs to be. It needs to be louder and longer. Let's just, let's just go ahead and blow past that flawless pronunciation in Mandarin. Okay. Um, but I was trying to look for uh, Tongyun at the Korean market, and uh-huh. I found out that the English translation for Tongyun, which is effectively just a, you know, a ball with the sesame paste pudding inside the middle of it. Yeah. It is called the glutinous ball. Oh yeah. It is glutinous balls, yeah. In in which I was like that, <laughs> is, that is A, the name of my next band. Yeah. Or B, the most disgusting that's like the least descriptive <laughs> English translation translation name for that dessert that I've ever heard. Like well, it's certainly the least delicious sounding, but but it is like yeah. it is a, it is a glutinous ball. It it is, but uh, I mean, that's like that's like calling like a donut like fried bread. Like if if in Chinese it was like fried bread with sauce on top, that does a disservice to what a donut really is. I see. I see what you're and saying. I'm angered by this, and I wrote to the glutinous ball company. Okay. A very firm letter. Yes, in Chinese. 
Oh, yeah, that's not that. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. Ooh. Dear Glutinous Ball Company, Ni Hao. Might be some lost <laughs> <laughs> Not even written in Chinese. I'm writing, I'm literally writing N-I. Yeah, in, in pinyin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the, okay, listen. Yeah. Don't throw your pinyin at me, okay? Oh, I'm throwing pinyin at you. Yeah. Coming at me, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I don't know. Just, it bothers me. That, that's, that's interesting. Just, Wait, so did you buy it? I did. And did you eat it? I did. It was delicious. Did it change the flavor to you? Uh, no, not the flavor. I did realize that you have to cook it until it floats because if you cook it before it floats, it is still frozen and it is not as good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely good. not as good. <laughs> I feel like you're too old to be having these problems. <laughs> but I'm, was, but I'm, glad, I'm glad you're still learning, right? It's, it's all about, been a that, while, it's all about being a learner. Yeah. When is the last? Okay, when is the last time you had uh, glutinous balls? Uh, maybe last week. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I yeah. It's it's a fairly way. common like uh, breakfast item. Is it a staple, really? In in my life, in my household, in yeah. your life. Okay. I'm, 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 yeah. I, I, I'm not going to speak. Ask. I'm not going to speak on behalf of like you know the a, a billion chinese folks well, out there. But, yeah. You kind of just did, but that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. But anyway, that's that. That is what I learned this week, Jason. Awesome. What did you learn this week, Jason? I would love to know. <laughs> okay, so what I, I learned something uh, this week about the splits. Okay. All right. So, so part of my my New Year's one of my New Year's resolutions for this year is to uh, just be, be more flexible because I find that like as I'm getting older, my body is literally breaking down. Um, <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, YouTube YouTube is just like continually recommending to me uh, that it only takes thirty days to learn the splits. Um, (laughs) which is, which is nonsense, but, but, but I was doing some research into it and it's, it's, um, I guess the thing that I learned is the side split versus the, the front split, right? It, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is a visual, this is obviously a visual medium podcasting, but yeah. Using your fingers to the side. Yeah. yeah. Out to the side versus in front front and and, and behind you. Yeah. So the side split, um, requires flexibility in four muscle groups right and whereas the front split requires flexibility in 14 muscle groups holy crap really that's what i learned this way that there actually is like quite a difference there's a there's a lot of muscles involved so basically you know i'm i'm fully committed into learning the front splits just give me 30 days and good lord well a couple questions one what websites are you going on in which you're getting front splits in 30 days oh this is like a this is like a a, a common phenomenon like people I don't are think that's true i don't i have yet to receive a learn the front splits and or side splits in 30 days i mean i i'm pretty sure none of us want to know what youtube recommends to you but um listen, it's listen, definitely a part listen, of youtube <laughs> the dark web is a great place to find cooking recipes it's oh very very okay. it's a lot of them but yeah, uh yeah. So are you trying? So are you trying to do front versus side? Like, is, and is there a reason why? Is there like a health benefit to learning how to do it? Well, I just feel like it's more bang for your buck, right? If if I could have like fourteen like real loosey goosey <laughs> muscles versus just four, like fourteen sounds great. So are they front, overlapping front muscles? It is, huh? Fair enough. Are they overlapping muscles? Uh, and and the, the other idea is that like if you if you're able to do a front split, then your side split should improve. That's another thing that I learned. Okay. Uh, <laughs> second, I guess another question is and, how, and, how much. How I think much, that 
Go ahead. Go, and I think the main takeaway here is that I've spent more time reading and watching videos about doing the splits than actually stretching. So <laughs> that was actually my next question. Yeah. I was like, how much room do you need to improve on your side split currently that you need to look up videos to get better at it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about like three feet from the ground. Yeah. So, oh, okay. So yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll get there though. Yeah. And your and your standing position, how many feet of the ground are you off the ground? Are you usually? Standing, <laughs> actually two and a half. So like, once I get a split oh, position, it it's, it's even oh, worse it somehow. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how that works, but well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, something about the hypotenuse, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I guess, I guess speaking of like body parts, speaking of like balls. Yeah. You should introduce our guest. <laughs> oh, Jason, Jason, those of the, of the words we just said, those two describe our next guest probably the best. Perfectly, yeah. So, uh, Muscles and balls. So uh, what, who we have today, uh, he is a clinical nurse born in San Diego, California, raised in Burlingame, Millbrae area. He went to UCLA where he was a tutor at Covell Commons and participated in Dragon Boat. And UCLA's official charity, UCLA Unicamp, where he met me and quickly became sexually woke. Excellent. You're welcome, world. You're welcome. <laughs> excellent, excellent. He was also a medical health specialist for a summer program in Ghana, which sowed the seeds of an enviable medical career. He then received his BS in nursing at Samuel Merritt University, and his subsequent resume highlights include a clinical nurse ICU at Stanford Healthcare an adjunct assistant professor at Samuel Merritt University, and a critical care transport nurse who was recently accepted into the flight nurse program at Stanford, Life Flight. Please welcome to the podcast, William Woo! Yeah! (laughs) Thank you for having me. Wow, thanks for being here, Will. Very excited. Will, what do you think, and do you eat glutinous balls on a regular basis? I I actually do not. I used to eat them um, all the time when I was a kid. Um, my mom, it's one of my mom's favorite things. Um, I mean, they are glutinous balls. I mean, that's just, you know, I mean, it's, it's the most, uh, efficient and accurate description of what they are. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, Kelsey, if we're going to if we're gonna, if we're gonna go on basic definitions of things, then we should not go out to get sushi. We should just go out to get raw meat. That's what I had last night. That's disgusting. Well, it's raw fish. You really more. I did have sushi last night. Yeah, I, I went on my Google Maps and looked up local uh, raw fish uh, restaurants. Oh, oh, good. And they were like, do you mean sushi? And you're like, no, 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 no. Don't, I actually mean raw yeah. fish. Google, please. Like, I'm, I am I was born before computers. Please, I know how to do this. I know how to, I know how to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to help you, Google. Well, well, first off, well, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, we have so many questions for you. I think the first question we have is, what is a clinical nurse? A clinical nurse. Uh, how much time do we have? Um, so nursing is, how should I describe this? So for me, I really didn't know what a nurse was um, uh, before. I have no um, healthcare workers in my entire family. Um, most of my friends, um, I would say at the time when I first started thinking about nursing, had no idea what, or were, none of them were nurses. No one really talked about it. Um, you know, you just kind of, you know, I was born and raised off TV. So uh, a nurse to me was just a, a sexy lady that came in and uh, didn't actually do any uh, clinical work. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a nurse, um, how I would describe it, I mean, nurses have different capacities, right? So if you compare a nurse uh, where I work, so, uh, you know, in my intro, you mentioned I worked uh, primarily in the ICU and critical care. Uh, I worked in transport. Uh, I did some emergency work uh, versus a nurse, uh, what they do in the operating room versus what uh, a nurse does in a clinic. It's all very different. Um, so I would say predominantly what a nurse does is uh, they're kind of like the frontline workers, right? So uh, if you think of, and I like to speak in analogy. So if you think of a healthcare team as, uh, let's say, an orchestra, um, the physician you can see as the conductor. Uh, they're kind of they they kind of think about the overall plan. They communicate that to everyone in the orchestra, and that's just not just nurses, right? You have your paramedics, you have your nursing assistants, you have respiratory therapists. I mean, the list goes on and on. And um, then the, to round out the analogy, the um, the patients would then be the audience, right? So that's you're, you're you know you're you're patient facing, so you're kind of executing uh, the orders and the the actions, um, and that's honestly what one of the big things that got me excited about nursing is uh, I like to be on my feet. I like to be hands-on. I like to be uh, helping people directly. So again, just being at that front, uh, when I finally decided to change careers and go into nursing, I thought to myself, you know, what do I want? And I worked in clinical research and honestly, you know, I didn't mind it. Uh, What it was missing was just that kind of patient interaction. So I thought to myself, who's closest to the patient? And that would be a nurse. So, you know, that was about, nine, 10 years ago. And here I am one of the best decisions wow. of my life. Awesome. Very cool. Wait, so, so, um, so, so what instrument is the nurse? What instrument? Uh, I would say either uh, a clarinet or uh, a trombone, a tromboner. <laughs> I would have gone with bassoon, but I think we're all talking about woodwind. So I'm I think uh, we're talking about the right uh, section. I'm more to brass. Brass. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the right term. I, I'm um, musically inept, so I have, I have used my knowledge of orchestra yeah, section. Let's let's pivot. <laughs> Approximately zero times since I had that class okay. in middle school. I see. Okay, never mind then. Sorry, I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, well, I was going to ask is um like to you, what you were saying early on is that there's a lot of different types of of nursing, and it sounds like that the programs that you were getting involved in are actually related more to like transport and like again you just got accepted to the flight program which is awesome congratulations thank you um what is the difference between say like the clinical nursing versus like flight nursing that is something that you've kind of pursued for for the last let's call it decade well so what i the first idea of a flight nurse came to me i think probably when i was like 18 uh this is back when i was at uh ucla as an undergrad and uh back when i was an engineer and not directed you know my life in towards healthcare at all and uh, being a young 18 year old who is somewhat self-aware, but also still an immature uh, idiot. I thought, you know, everyone has to sit in a seat for 40 hours a week. Uh, what can I do to make that seat uh, pretty darn cool? Um, and I thought a helicopter would be pretty neat. Um, so, you know, just based off that, you know, I wouldn't consider myself a, an, an adrenaline junkie. Um, I would say I am uh, have an inclination towards excitement. So I thought, you know, like helicopters, you know, I love flying. I think flight is just very fascinating to me. Um, And then I kind of just let that idea go. And then uh, down the road, I kind of re-explored it. 
looked into a little bit more. And what excites me the most about flight nursing probably is the autonomy. So uh, different flight programs around the world, even around the country, uh, have different staff on. Uh, Stanford uses just two nurses. Uh, but if you go to other programs, uh, they may, may use uh, two medics, two paramedics. Uh, they may use one medic, one nurse. Uh, I think I was out in Cleveland a couple years ago. They have a bunch of flight programs in Cleveland. Uh, I believe some of them, they use advanced practice providers like um, nurse practitioners, physician assistants. Uh, and even some countries, they will use uh, physicians uh, on board. Uh, so for me as a nurse, what was really exciting is the autonomy. Uh, so flying with Life Flight, uh, it's two nurses, you're out there. Uh, of course, if you're going to scene call, there's other agencies out there, police department, fire department, you know, that, they'll, that you'll be working with. But uh, especially in, when you're in the air, but even out on a, at a scene, I mean, you're kind of it, right? So if a patient needs a procedure, you, you know, of course, they train you for these things, but you got to figure that out and you got to implement it. Uh, if a patient has a problem that comes up, like, well, you better find it uh, and you better know how to respond to it. So um, and then also being out in the field, like I, I really enjoy camping and backpacking. And I, I think, you know, backpacking is really just glorified walking, right? Uh, or hiking. It's, I should say hiking. Backpacking makes it a little bit different because you got to bring everything with you. Uh, Kelsey and I went backpacking. Actually, my first backpacking trip ever was with Kelsey. And, um, you know, we had to pack everything together. We had to pack all our, our you know, fluids. We went to a desert uh, of all places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, you know, you have to pack everything. You have to pack everything Wait, with was you. It? And if you don't bring enough, you have to make it work, right? So with flight nursing, yeah. same thing, right? Uh, if uh, for whatever reason you didn't pack something, what's plan B, what's plan C? Can we make plan A out of putting B and C together? So that's really exciting from a, from a clinical point. So, wow. Will, so, side question is, um, how many salami bagel sandwiches did you bring with, like, on, typically, do you think you're going to bring with you on the helicopter? Uh, pro- probably half a dozen, uh, which okay. is also a very winded oh. way to say six, but uh, to give some context. <laughs> <laughs> to well, the, what to, dozen? Yeah. If you mean a baker's dozen, it's six and a half. Yeah. My math's, my math's pretty I don't bake, though. Um, so, there's an <laughs> asterisk next to my But, yeah, to all the, uh, the half a dozen uh, viewers listening right now, uh, Kelsey and I, all we packed on our uh, backpacking trip through Joshua Tree were uh, predominantly uh, jalapeno cheddar bagels with uh, mayonnaise and salami. Uh, it provided <laughs> enough calories probably for a two-month hike. Uh, we did it in a weekend. <laughs> Not even. I think we cut it to wow. a day and a half. We don't have like it. And at noon, I think the next day. Wait, was it was it just the two of you on this backpacking trip? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's oh, hilarious. The, the, no, there was a third, but we don't talk about that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't make it out. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We were very clear. Most of us not might not make it on this pedestrian hike. <laughs> yes, but all of these bagels will be consumed. I will. <laughs> Jason, I, I think you have to look at a glass half full. Sixty six percent of the party that went out came back alive. Yeah. So hey, right. that's pretty solid. I mean, that's we're batting six hundred. Uh, we're yeah, baseball players. Right. We're, we're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the Hall of Fame for yeah. sure. Well, actually, Will, I in terms of like the because fl- the way you're describing flight nursing, it's actually like like it, you said you're like a first responder, but it's like what are those like roles and responsibilities that you have like is it you know you're first on scene at like uh specific instances if someone say you know hurt in a forest somewhere or like what what triggers like a flight nurse response and what would be your responsibilities once that 
scenarios effectively been triggered? Yeah. So for, for flight, I mean, there's really, I, I like to uh, look at it in two different ways. So you have two different types of calls. You have your scene calls, which is what you're describing. Someone's out, um, you know, out of, you know, backcountry freeway, got in an accident, uh, and they need to find the quickest transportation to a hospital. Uh, someone's out in the forest, you know, they're injured, what have you. Uh, a lot of times, you know, people, you know, people do what they do in an emergency way. You call 911. Uh, that's the agency that responds. So for flight, you're usually not the first one there. Um, you know, there's a lot more paramedics and ambulances out there, uh, fire departments. So they'll usually be the first responders. Uh, if they deem that this is a more critical situation or uh, they need the, 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 the person will need to go to a hospital that has higher capabilities because not every hospital, you know, if you go out to the mountains, whatever hospitals up there may be really far away and they have very limited resources. So shoot, this person may need to go to a level one trauma center. Um, you know, so how do we get them quickly rather than sitting through traffic or driving for three hours? Uh, the other calls that you can get is uh, 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 facil- inter-facility transfers. So you're already in a hospital. Uh, let's say you have a stroke, but your hospital isn't a stroke center uh, or they don't have neurosurgeons on call. Well, how do we get you to a facility that that can provide those resources? So you're going from hospital to hospital. Um, you know, the the scene calls, uh, I think uh, you can view them as they're a little bit more exciting um, and kind of more similar to what you would see in an emergency department uh, where the inner facility transfers are what you kind of see more in an ICU a little bit more critical care related. Um, but that's the excitement of the role, right? You never know what the call is because uh, even within those two branches, I mean, there's, you, you, it's probably very, very rare that you ever see the same thing twice. How, how frequent are these flights like going out? Like, I think it depends. It every day? Like, yeah. it, de- it depends on the, the program and the company. So Stanford uh, has one rig, has one um, vehicle and it's only one team on at a time. Uh, I would say, shoot, I think last year, I want to say maybe around 200 calls for the year. Um, and oh, okay. the, uh, sorry, that was t- 2019. Uh, uh, for 2020, um, you know, with COVID, uh, a lot of patients needing to go to facilities where, uh, you know, Stanford uh, has a lot more resources to, to treat patients with really severe COVID cases. Uh, there were a lot more transfers. So I would say, I don't know the final count, but I would say 300 plus. Um, you know, but what weather permitting too, right? So out here we don't get crazy oh, wow. blizzards, but I remember, uh, I was at a conference and I had some guys out from university of Michigan I was chatting with. And I think for all of February, uh, that particular year, they took zero calls just cause it was not safe to fly. I see. Oh, wow. Okay. Dude. Um, so if it's 200 calls, uh, and this is, is this for both instances? So both for inter facility transfers as well as like, um, let's call it, I guess, on call scene calls. Seeing calls, um, is that two, is that two hundred for both combined? Total, correct. Oh, okay. And then don't, so, like, don't I guess quote me on these. This is just kind of like in passing, and and you know, I'll, I'll kind of hear numbers here and there. Uh, right, right. But but even still, does that like? I guess what would you be doing when it's not, you know, one of those two hundred calls? Like, I'm sure. You, like, are you are you then just are you re? Yeah. You're just you're just chilling on the helipad. Right? Or are you just like sitting on the helicopter pad, being like, "Hey, uh, do you got any threes? Go fish!" Like, what the hell are yeah. no, we we play gin. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, it really do, it, to answer your guys' question, everything you said, right? So it also depends where you're at. One of the reasons why I was really interested in uh, Stanford and an in in flight program versus, let's say, a private program that they're out at like a flight base out in the middle of nowhere. Um, oh, you know, it, there, there's a difference there, right? So 
with the Stanford program, uh, there's a lot of training. So, you know, in your time off, like you can be out training. Uh, you can be also supporting the rest of the hospital, right? Because you are, uh, flight nurses for the most part have um, minimum ICU experience, uh, often both ICU and emergency experiences. So you can go out there. You obviously wouldn't take an assignment, uh, a patient assignment, because if you get a call, you can't just drop your patient and be like, oh, peace out. Uh, but you got to at least go in and, and support. Um, and then there's also a lot of upkeep just to make sure, you know, you have to, uh, the, the program is very self-sufficient. Um, so you have to run inventory, do your quality metrics, uh, charting. Mm. Uh, so there is stuff. But, you know, you know, with the guys out in University of Michigan, I mean, you have a whole month off. Um, what do you do, right? So I think it's really up to the, the person. Uh, you know, you can sit there and you can, you know, get you know buy a nintendo switch and get really good at that uh you can read a book you can pay some bills uh i know some people um who do online programs and get you know advanced degrees uh or graduate degrees that's Uh that's what they kind of try to fit in in their time Um, so it's you know but i think that's every job right like nobody works um straight um, they're 40 hours, right? So on your down, uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Just, I just, should, I'm, I'm we should take this offline. I think we need to take this <laughs> what, 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 what jobs are you describing? Yeah. And are they taking a 33 year old? I mean, patient? are you, are you, I mean, who's for 40 hours straight? I mean, I know people work more than that. So, um, but you know, I mean, if you do have a job that has downtime, like what do you do with that? Right. Do you go out and help your colleagues? Do you go out and do things to kind of, uh, advance yourself personally or professionally like you know it's it's really up to the person what's up what is the actually you brought up a good point or an interesting point which is the difference between public and private like there are private flight like first responders like is that normal like in what because i would imagine i would like if someone was like hey your first responders from stanford i'd be like yes uh yes please but if they're like hey we're joe and frank's First responders, <laughs> responders spelled apostrophe yeah. rs i'd be like uh yeah. the, uh, I'm okay. the i think i can walk yeah exactly yeah so like what no like, that's what, that's uh, not fair you're describing it like it's like a like a you know like a truck like, yeah that's exactly you know <laughs> I mean, I could yeah, be we're the, I just we're the Smith brothers um yeah exactly yeah no it's uh the private company i mean it's just it's you know, and truthfully, I, I've always been kind of interested in this, right? Like, I don't know other countries if that's the case. Um, Americans' health uh, healthcare system being a little bit different from other areas where you have universal healthcare, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, the private companies, what's different is that um, a lot of them are for profit. Um, you know, versus if you have uh, most academic hospitals, uh, UCSF, Stanford. I mean, they're nonprofit programs. Uh, but in the end, I mean, you're still held to the same standards, right? There are, um, you know, for example, your staff, uh, if you have nurses, they have to have their their registered nurse licenses. And this is upheld by, and here in California, by the Board of Nursing. Um, but, you know, there's some fluctuations, right? So uh, private companies around here, um, you know, if they choose that, you know, hey, we don't need two nurses, uh, we want to be a little bit more cost effective, we might use one medic and one nurse, and we are you know, with through our program, through our training, we're still able to deliver the same outcomes, you know, why not? Um, so programs are a little bit different, but private, it doesn't, it, you know, it's not something that it's, um, how to describe, I mean, there are a lot of private companies. I mean, if you call, if you go outside and you, you know, sprain your ankle or, you know, uh, well, you probably won't come out, call an ambulance for spraining your ankle. Uh, I did. 
Wait, actually, no, I didn't. I wanted to, but you guys talked to you guys talked me out of it. Yeah, that was that was incredibly. This wasn't in the middle of the woods, I believe. This was at Clover Park in Santa Monica, a very densely populated city. Okay, said, "Quote: I need a helicopter evac now. I need a helicopter evac now." My foot pointed completely to the side, so that was the at the time we didn't know it wasn't broken. But anyways, yeah, I mean, if you go out and you know, you just you call nine one one and a paramedic shows up. Most of those companies are private, you know, um, so this is no, really no different. It's just in the air. Fair enough. Okay. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. But there, um, I mean, private, yeah, the private programs are great too. Um, you know, everyone's just, uh, and that that's kind of the whole idea, right? There's competition. So that is what drives yeah. us to kind of keep raising that bar and keep pursuing excellence. Wait. Okay. So I, I, I kind of want to bring this back to, to, I guess, where it all started for you. So you were saying how you were a freshman in college and you wanted to do something exciting that involved like sitting in a chair. So you thought about helicopters. So did you look for jobs that take place in helicopters and then you found this opportunity? Is it just like a a strange connection to helicopters or? (laughs) Or was it like, (laughs) hey, I wonder if I can find a computer programming job in a, a helicopter, you're like, so, yeah. so yeah, I think it was like the chicken and the egg, right? So, um, you know, at the prime age of 32, I don't know how I'm already losing my memory. Um, but I think what happened was what came first was the, the flight nurse. Um, my brother, who is a year older, um, he, well, he's an emergency physician now, but at the time he was going that pre-med route when he was in college and he was uh, doing a lot of volunteer work. Uh, I think he worked as a emergency tech as well in the emergency department. Um, so he was exposed to the healthcare world uh, way more than I was. And he had, I think, casually mentioned uh, flight nursing. And oh, that's I when I thought, I'm like, well, that's pretty cool, right? You know, they get a sit in a seat in the air for 40 hours a week. Uh, well, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that came first. And that's kind of what like set my mind of, it kind of helped guide me like, well, what do I want to do? Uh, what do I want to be when I grow up? And, you know, life kind of went a different path. And I think it always lingered in the back of my mind, truthfully. And this is one thing why this is so personal for me, why this goal was such a big deal uh, to become a flight nurse was that when I had heard about it, my brother was like, like, honestly, there's these programs are so competitive. You know, once you to even meet the qualifications, it's going to take a while. And then once you're there, just, you know, you're going to have to compete with a lot of different people. Um, you know, it's, it's really tough. And that turned me off. And I think it, it required a couple of years of me to kind of grow some maturity. And eventually I told myself, you know what, like you got one life. Uh, you know, if there's a true goal, a true dream, like you got to take a shot, right? Yeah. So even if you miss, like you still, at least you can say you tried. Um, I don't like missing. So I just kept trying over and over and just kind of kept, <laughs> kept you know, going at it. Um, you know, and that's, that's something that I wanted to do for myself, but also wanted to do it for everybody else around me too, right? So I have a lot of mentors, friends, family um, that supported me uh, along the way. I mean, both of you, when I first, I mean, you guys have known about this, uh, you know, this goal of mine for a while and even our casual conversations about it, like, it, you know, it, it, it shapes me, it grows me. And I think everything that's been done up until this point has got me here. So I wanted it to be inspirational, right? Like, hey, this was a tough goal for me. And uh, it was a long goal. I mean, it was nine, 10 years long, um, but I made it, we made it, right? So that was, yeah, for yeah. me, that was, that was one of the big motivating factors because I, I honestly, I questioned it a lot throughout the journey. I was just like, you know, why am I putting myself through all this? Uh, you know, there are other things I could be doing. 
Um, but, you know, very happy to say, yeah, like, you know, we did it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, 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 for sure, um, I for sure can relate to that, right? Because I'm about to um, try to learn the splits in 30 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, Jason, you so split. I, I, we yeah. all split. We all split for ice cream. Yeah. Banana split. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take you more than 30 days. So just, you know, those late nights when you're watching, you're studying Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Yes. Um, well, I, yeah. I was going to say, according to Jean-Claude Van Damme, you're going to need to procure two trucks, two trucks. that can yeah, yeah. slowly move away from each other as they're driving next to each other. Whatever yes. I can do to delay actually stretching, <laughs> I will do it. Just watch the time cop over and over again. <laughs> well, actually... One one thing that it, it's funny because well I, I when you kind of mentioned like the the journey that it was for you I remember talking to you about this I think in like 2011 when we were back in LA I remember I was probably at your apartment or something and you had kind of raised this as like a potential arc for you and I remember the way that you talked about it was very oh this would be really cool but you know it's really competitive it's really hard like it's it. And so I remember thinking, wow, it's like such a very niche thing that you're going after. And uh, I remember it was funny because you said like, oh, I'm not sure. But then all of the incremental moves I saw you making were all kind of with that in mind. So it's interesting that you think that, oh, you know, it seemed really hard. And I kind of turned like you, you kind of turned away from it. But I was like, did you really? Because it sounded like it was always in the back of your mind. Yeah, I guess it's, and, uh, uh, I just I just looked confident. I guess uh, that's that's yeah. my that's my secret. Uh, I mean, but it was yeah. scary too. You know, I kind of said earlier on the oh, pod- sure. podcast that like you know I didn't really, especially my family. There was I mean, other than my brother, but you know back then um, he was still just what pre med or in med school. But there's nobody in healthcare in our family. Um, uh, yeah. You know, I truthfully my my knowledge of how a hospital worked outside of you know when I did my volunteer uh, work over in Ghana and even then the healthcare system out there versus here is, you know, wildly different, but you know, it's really just my, my knowledge is based on scrubs, which actually is pretty accurate. Uh, they're, they're, they're out of all medical TV shows. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty good and, and holds up well, but um, hmm. you know, I, it was scary. Right. And I'm the type of person where, sure. you know, you know, our jobs aren't our lives um, or I, I don't think um, that's the case for, for most people. You know, I also had personal things I need to take care of, right? I need to look after, you know, my mom. Um, mm-hmm. If I take this shot, you know, how much risk am, can I be taking? Or what if I miss, right? And one of the great things yeah. about um, this path was, well, if I miss and I didn't become a flight nurse, um, you know, there's a lot of other things that I did along the way, right? So yeah. becoming yeah. a flight nurse dro- drove me to be the best version of myself. Uh, so when I was in school, it drove me to you know, to be the best student I could possibly be, uh, to get into the best programs once I graduated to, you know, sure, I have my, 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 my day job, uh, where I spend full time over in the ICU, but, you know, I'm still going out there and on my days off, let's see, okay, maybe I can go uh, teach. I mean, I really enjoy teaching. I love talking. So teaching yeah. is great because people have to listen to me. Otherwise I give them bad grades. Uh, that's how, <laughs> that's how teaching works, but you know, doing podcasting is great too for yeah. that as well. Just <laughs> pod, pod, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's the, that's the out, right. So, um, you know, working in the emergency department, working in transport. So, you know, if let's say for whatever reason life changes, right, and flight didn't kind of fit that narrative, or you know, I didn't hit my goal, uh, there are a lot of other things that I've accomplished, a lot of other things I can fall back on. Um, so that's that's one of the great things about nursing. There's so many different avenues you can pursue. Um, I think I once met a nurse. She was in her 70s, and uh, she had changed careers. She became a pick line nurse. 
uh, basically she helps put in these kind of, uh, it's a, it's a procedure where you put in, uh, these, um, these lines, uh, think about like a really fancy IV, but, you know, at the age of 70, you know, she went out, got certified and kind of had a career change, uh, still clinical. (laughs) Sure. But, you know, it's, it's, that's the beauty I think of nursing. And for someone like me, and I really had to kind of figure out who I am and, not only just what career would make me happy, well, what career I would fit well. And I'm the type of person who likes a lot of change, who can't, well, really, I just can't make up my mind, right? So if I went this flight nurse route and then realized, oh my God, I'm afraid of heights. Um, you know, <laughs> as a nurse, I still have, I have, you know, hundreds of other uh, routes I could take. Wow. Do you have to jump out of the helicopter? No, it's a graceful step. No, so the, 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 oh, the, okay. the, the. Out of the helicopter midair? Cause yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's very safe. It lands. Uh, it's uh, I think what you're kind of more refer- referring to probably maybe like um, Coast Guard uh, where they do uh, yeah, like rescue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a little bit different. I'm thinking yeah. about Ashton Kutcher. Yes, we're well, we're we're always thinking about Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Ashton. <laughs> I'm thinking about that '70s Sorry. show. Oh, <laughs> how, how are you thinking I'm about? Thinking <laughs> How are you thinking about Ashton Kutcher, dude? I don't. What's that he, movie he, with there's, there's a movie Conner. with Kevin Costner, yeah, where he was in the Coast Guard and he was just like, a he was a bad boy. He was a bad boy. And then Kevin oh, Costner was a bad boy. Yeah, he's a cowboy. He's bad, bad boy, but you want to save people. Yeah. yeah. But that was, uh, that's my takeaway. Kelsey, that. how have you been to this movie? Do you, have you, have you not oh, been alive for the last 20 years? And... All right. the, the problem is that I watch good movies. That's the problem. Oh, right? yeah. We exclusively watch bad movies. <laughs> yeah. um so like actually well so um i mean i kind of saw it i mean it's great to see that like after all this hard work that you've like it's it's paid off and i think what i mentioned before it was just i could see that fire that you like that you wanted to do it so i i I argue that you're downplaying you're like oh you know i was learning along the way but like honestly you you put a lot of effort into this which is i guess my broader takeaway and i'm just glad to see that that effort has paid off but just just know that it showed like it Definitely amongst us, like who heard you talk about it, like there was a little like there's a tinge of passion that was there when you talked about flight nursing, which was like slightly more elevated than your re, kind of your baseline passion for nursing. So I'm just really happy to hear because I know how competitive the program is that you mentioned, and it's really it's awesome that you got accepted to this program because like I'm sure the training, like you had mentioned this training, which I wanted to ask you a little bit more about, but like there's probably a ton of training that's that you had to do on top of the rigorous training you have to be as a nurse you know, that's not doing flight nursing. So like, what was that path like? I, absolutely. I mean, so the, the, I mean, the training is it's, you're taking yourself um, into a foreign environment, right? So just to even, you know, if you're out, let's say something, a basic skill, like starting an IV, starting an IV uh, in, you know, the ICU uh, where I'm comfortable, the ICU at Stanford, let's say specifically where I'm comfortable, I know where everything is is very different from starting uh, an IV, let's say an emergency department over at the Kaiser down the street or starting IV in the middle of the field or starting IV in the air uh, when it's rainy and, you know, people are yelling at me. So, you know, it's the whole idea of kind of that home field advantage. So just, you know, being able to stay calm and kind of have that kind of mental training of, you know, I, you know, being confident of, of your capabilities and um, being able to apply that no matter what the scenario is. Uh, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, of course, there's a ton of additional clinical skills that, that you'll have to learn. Um, like I mentioned, there are a lot of procedures that, you know, in the hospital, uh, these are some things that you would have, uh, like a physician would do. But again, 
in flight, if the patient, let's say, uh, needs a chest tube, which is uh, imagine a bulbous straw going into the side of your chest, uh, you'll find oh, where the pearls are. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I like egg pudding, but yes, uh, same, sorry, same thing. Small boba, like what are the size of the, like how big are the pearls though? Like a little pearls. <laughs> are are like, boba like pearls like, pretty standard? No, there's different sizes, honey. Are there different straw sizes to, to uh, a company? Yeah, oh yeah, there are. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess I have to we're confess all, that I don't want to get boba. He hasn't had a glutinous ball in like years. Which is <laughs> it's funny because my wife I'll, just I'll made discount. boba like right before this podcast and I'm letting it cool before I go drink it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, so chest tube is, um, I think it's ranked the most painful procedure. Uh, I'm sure there are more painful things that we do to the body, but you're, you're anesthetized during those. But uh, the chest tube is an incredibly painful procedure. Uh, it's a life-saving procedure. Um, so in hospital, you call the trauma surgeon, the uh, emergency physician, anybody, any physician who's trained for that. But up in the air, if and, and as you can tell, anyone who's ever driven up the mountain, as you know, elevation gains, air expands. So sometimes, you know, if you go by ground, you know, someone may not need a chest tube, but then when you go up, you know, a few thousand feet, you know, that problem, that little air pocket gets bigger. You need that chest tube to kind of relieve that pressure, that air. Um, so who has to do it, right? You, in this case, it's 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 got to be the flight nurse. So there's the clinical training. Uh, there's a lot there, and that's this is why I exclusively wanted to do a uh, an in hospital program, an academic program, because you know we have all these operating rooms that I can go in and shadow and keep up my skills, um, make sure that I when I do need to do this, it's not something that I just did on a dummy once or on a pig cadaver uh, once. It's something that I actually. I actually do and provide for patients uh, on a regular basis. So when now that I have to do it in a rocky aircraft, I can still do it because it's something I'm proficient at. I, I very much, uh, I was once told by one of my coaches, uh, and I love this quote, is that um, we don't rise to the occasion, we fall to the level of our training, right? So people think like during a crisis, mm -hmm. like we're just going to like, you know, become Superman, rip our shirt off. And then that with that S on the chest, you're just able to just kind of execute, right? But really it's, it's everyone, I guess, falls to your, to your average, right? Or I guess uh, that's not baseline. So um, being in a hospital versus out of a landing zone, uh, it's a little bit different, right? Because I can go out there and I'm like, hey, I'm getting rusty on putting in lines. Let me go, let me go see if are there are any patients that uh, need this. And I'm not saying like, we're, no, we're doing this on patients that, you know, unnecessarily, these are patients who actually need it. Um, so I'm, I'm continuing to provide that service. And then the one kind of elephant in the room that we haven't addressed is the training to then go with aviation, right? All just, you know, the safety of it, right? So how do we yeah. use, how do we communicate with each other? Um, that's a big part of it too, right? So that's something I'm completely foreign to. Um, you know, I, I did, a, um, my wife got me a flight lesson. Uh, this was a, a, a small, tiny plane out in Belmont um, for, for Christmas once a year. And outside of that, I have, and that's, by the way, zero training. Which is also crazy how little training you need to take over uh, flying a plane. The guy was like, just take the wheel. And I'm like, all right, like, let's, you cool. seem confident. Let's do it. You know? Just get Microsoft Flight Simulator, man. I mean, it's probably like a couple, you know, maybe like 100 bucks. Well, like, I fly it all the time. Yeah. It's, yeah. So you're basically a commercial pilot. Uh, I'm, I'm sure like, someone will sign you off. seven landings pretty good. No. But like, yeah, if you get to like 767, 787, that's when I start, like, it's a little bit rusty. I'm more of a, uh, an Airbus guy, so. I don't, okay. Yeah. Oh wow! Traitors How European of you, Will? Yeah. How very European of you? Wow. Yeah. Similar to our uh, music conversation, I've now dug a hole for myself, and I've exhausted all my uh, 
uh, aviation knowledge. So again, <laughs> the podcast needs to pivot. Had there been pivot. one more, had there been one more question, we would have exposed it. Thank, you, right thank you for having me, guys. He's like, let me preempt this. <laughs> this became a, it became a standoff because I was like, I'm out of questions. Yeah. Will's out of questions. We're both we're calling this a draw. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> Wait, so you, you mentioned that like when you're when you're in the air, you said that people you're trying to do stuff while people are yelling at you. Who, who is yelling at you and why are they yelling at you? <laughs> my, my internal voice. Uh, no, I mean, in the, I mean, the aircraft, it's, it's, it's a very, uh, to give you an idea, there's a, there's a, a term, a concept called sterile, a sterile cockpit. Um, so I, you know, like during takeoff and landing, um, the idea is that it's sterile in terms of, uh, communications, right? So okay. if everyone's screaming and yelling and, you know, talking about all these clinical things and the pilot here is trying to focus on landing, um, mm. you know, maybe they get, uh, someone, there's a spotter out who's telling that try wants to tell the pilot, like, Hey, there's, you know, a tree or something, uh, that that's kind of there. Um, so, you know, in the flight world, it's, it's very, it's very structured and, um, you know, there really is no yelling. Uh, I think I was, you know, I, I think what, I mean, the thing is, I think in, in, at the bedside in a hospital, that's where you'll, you might see that during like a crisis situation where people are a little bit frantic, uh, panic sits in, uh, you know, and we're all, you know, that, that, that's just honestly human nature, but I think through training, through constant exposure, that's how we stay calm. Uh, I mean, imagine walking out the edge of a curb, right? It's easy. Anybody can just kind of tightrope that now elevate that up, you know, 10 stories. Suddenly we forget how to walk, uh, same, same task, same motion, right? Um, uh, you know, so that, that, I think that's where I was kind of trying to get at, but for the most part in flight, because of how risky of a job it is, it's, it's, you know, you don't leave things up to chance, right? So communication is as needed. It's efficient. Uh, you know, let's, let's not even get into a situation where we need to yell at each other. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's very much what the flight world is, is focused on. How, how far, can, I mean, how far do these transport transports take? Right, because I'm assuming it's as long as like a helicopter. Like, I'm assuming you're not flying to like Michigan and then flying back. Like, yes. Like, is there like a like a, a radius or something that you'll cover? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 sure it's probably as far as your fuel tank will will take you. Um, now, can mm-hmm. you do like a double journey where you fly somewhere, refuel, and then keep flying? Uh, I'm sure that's very feasible too. Um, in the flight world, there's there's kind of get technical. There's two areas. So there's rotor wing, which to us is a helicopter. And there's fixed wing, which is like a plane, like a, a Boeing or oh, Airbus for our European uh, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but, With uh, a huge following in Stad. Yeah. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, so that's the thing, right? Let's say you're vacationing out in um, uh, Costa Rica, right? And you get injured. Uh, their hospitals stabilize you. But again, like you need to get home, right? So uh, they're not going to send uh, a relay race of helicopters out there. Uh, they're going to go mm. fixed wing and usually they're just kind of those, if you imagine those, uh, I think they're G6s or G5s, those fancy looking private planes. I mean, it's more or less just like that, except the inside looks like a hospital. Uh, it's so like, a G6. Like, it's a G6. like a G6. I think one of them never was released, but that was, I think the, the street cred was that I'm so rich, I can afford a plane that has not been released yet. I think it's the G6, isn't it? Yeah. Well, once again, I must high, pivot from this podcast it's, topic. It's, it's, it's flying high like a G six. You yeah. keep you keep digging these holes for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know you say you know nothing about airplanes, yet you continually bring up airplanes. <laughs> I, I, I mean, 
the, the topic of this podcast is flight nursing. So 50% of it is, uh, is flight. So we're bound to talk about planes. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I, I know Stanford, um, like a trip to Torino is not uh, uh, atypical. Um, I've heard of, you know, as, oh. as an ICU nurse, I would get patients that Life Flight would bring in um, out from Reno. Um, uh, Fresno, definitely. Um, you know, we What's get a lot further? of patients. Yeah. That I don't know. Uh, Reno, I don't even know how many miles. Reno's probably, what, 150 miles away from here. Bakersfield yeah. might be a stretch. I think I might have heard of Bakersfield before. Uh, wow, that's far. From Palo Alto? That's insane. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really... And then every aircraft's different, right? So different flight programs uh, will purchase different uh, rotor rings, different helicopters uh, with different mm. capabilities. I, I mean, one other thing to call back to is you were saying, like, yeah, you can place, you can practice placing lines, but how often do you get, I guess, like real life experience in the sense of maybe not necessarily a, like a scene call, but is there practicing on like, I don't know, dummies on a helicopter or something or like that? Cause that seems like that's the, kind yeah, of the, yeah. the big leap between like, yeah, like clinical in, yeah. <laughs> in a hospital that doesn't move right. to Hey, now you're on a helicopter. Like, what what are you using doing to bridge that gap? Yeah, so I mean, there are a lot of different ways, right? So uh, you could do things on a dummy. Um, when I was out at Cleveland uh, at Cape Western Reserve University, they have a, a wonderful flight program, and they uh, they actually have a nurse practitioner license specifically in flight nursing, which I've never heard of. I I think that's you know I would go out on a limb and say they may be the the only one. Uh, I would definitely bet that they're probably the first ones to to ever do that. Uh, but out there, they do like a summer flight camp. And um, what they have is actually a uh, a simulator. So if you think back to when we were kids and they had at the carnival that like box looking thing that's on like hydraulics that shakes around and makes you and then inside just a giant TV that makes you feel like you're on a roller coaster. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. exactly like that, uh, except Space the whole, it's, it's called Space Force. No, space space tours at a at a Disneyland, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Star yeah. Tours. That's Star uh, Tours. Star Tours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so just just like do that. you bring dummies on Star Tours and then do it at Disney? Yes. Yeah. So Disney is another private flight company. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh, that's, yeah. that's how they're they're pushing into the health the healthcare scene oh, with a very niche Gal- uh, <laughs> part of yeah. the industry. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is actually like half tourist, half flight nurse you know, simulation. Yeah. And then when you get to, when you're about to graduate, they, your final test is over a tower of horror and then you have to be able to oh, put a chest tube, but you don't know when the drop is. <laughs> Honestly, the, it's not the drop that would scare me. It's the ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts. Oh, yeah. 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 Did, I, did I make this ghost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we're just getting darker and darker. On this <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that, you know, I think you're just talking about training in general, right? And I think people from yeah. all, different every industry right every, no one is born able to do what they do you have to learn um so you know dummies uh simulations um and then being an academic center you know i i'm sure people are now listening like i don't want to go to stanford because you're just going to have will come in here and no idea first timers you know doing these things but you know it, it's important that people learn but people aren't just told to do things that they've never done before on their own right so they're under supervision um you know, it's sometimes, and for me, when I learn and then when I teach, my thing is if this is your first time you're watching, right? Maybe your second time you're still watching. Uh, your third time, maybe you do a small portion, right? Maybe you're a second hand. 
um, and then you kind of ease into that. So safety is always number one. It's always the most important thing, safety for the patient, safety for the staff. Um, that's also another big reason why I, 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 I wanted to go with Stanford. Um, an industry term is three to go, one to say no. And the idea is that, you know, to, to go, everyone has to say yes, everyone has to fly. But if anybody says no, that this is unsafe for whatever reason, you don't need to give an excuse, the call is canceled, right? Um, that's just a standard saying, but um, at oh, Stanford, wow. I feel like it's truly part of the culture, right? So when you read someone's mission statement on their website, right? I mean, it's sure, but is this really, you know, is this really mm-hmm. what's going on? Um, yeah, yeah. I can't speak for other 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 programs, but at Stanford, I, I truly feel like it is part of the culture uh, that saves in Stanford. I think it's been around for Gosh, I think maybe 50 years, uh, never had an accident. And I don't know if this is true, but I, at one of the conferences, I was talking to a guy who's been wow. flying for a long time. He was saying how flight nursing or just flight medic, uh, flight medicine in general uh, was the, has the second highest mortality. Uh, the only job with the higher mortality rate in the country are crab fishermen. So wow. you know, just waiting for Discovery Channel to make a show about flight nurses. Um, but in the, in the meantime, we just were stuck with Deadliest Catch. <laughs> great, show. great show by the way uh we're taking sponsors so if discovery channel listens to us yeah <laughs> um, so safety safety well, well, is real important yeah how i mean i guess that is a another thing like how does your like how does uh, diana feel about that or like yeah or your family yeah that's crazy i didn't yeah, realize yeah. it was like, that high i didn't either that's insane that's an insane step yeah so who uh everyone is supportive uh are people excited about this i guess we can talk about the so we'll talk about my wife uh she is when we fly when we haven't flown in a long time uh but when when we used to fly pretty regularly uh we still have uh, friends and family down in la we her and i love to travel uh but even these short flights between uh san jose to 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 lax um, you know, when this big old Southwest plane takes off, she still needs me to hold her hand, just keep her comfortable. She is not, she is not into, um, yeah, I love my wife. Um, no, but you know, she, she's, just, why she's are like, you throwing her under the bus? No, 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 she's, <laughs> uh, the air bus. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a very strong woman, but you know, uh, uh, heights and flying is just not her thing. So the idea of, uh, her husband doing this for a job is, uh, can be a little bit worrisome, but again, right. Mm-hmm. So how do we, how do we, how do we compromise? Right. So yeah. if I apply to other programs instead of someone as competitive as Stanford, could I have become a flight nurse sooner? I think so. Um, by again, putting prioritizing safety at the level, um, that I am, I need to find a, a, a suitable, uh, match. Right. And I'm sure Stanford appreciates that about, I mean, I was selected for a reason, uh, you know, we, we do match up in, in what we prioritize and what we value that's important. Uh, my mom is, I don't think she finds helicopters cool. Um, there is a, <laughs> I think, I don't, uh, I don't, I think there's a generational gap, but there's also a cultural and a slight language gap. My Chinese isn't the best. Uh, my mom predominantly speaks uh, Chinese, but, um, you know, I've been working for the last year and a half uh, in hospital administration. So I've, I've, uh, I've been an assistant patient care manager at Stanford. Right. And my mom here is manager and she thinks she basically thinks I'm like a CEO and I'm wearing a yeah. suit every day. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so so my mom, my mom's take is more why, like, like, just grow up, right? Like, why do you still want to do these 
these things uh, um, you know because she hates you, manager and she thinks that's like you know now you're a sky manager when you when you told her where you're like hey i'm like i'm gonna be a nurse on this flying glutinous ball and she's like the <laughs> like, is that why she's not as impressed? No, my mom. She my like, mom was more like, "Stop talking to your friend Kelsey. He doesn't make sense." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but she's long um, yet. Yeah. yeah, but but she's she's supportive, right? I think it's it's important to her because it's important to me. Um, yeah. And then my brother, who you know, he he's an emergency physician, as I mentioned before. Uh, he has been around in the healthcare scene for quite some time. Um, he's worked in different areas. Uh, he's out in Vegas as of now. So he's seeing their flight program, how that's different versus the flight program over in Sacramento when he was training at UC Davis. He did some training over at Stanford in the Bay Area as well. Uh, he is not into this at all. Um, he Whoa. Whoa. Try, try this to... is his fault. Yeah, why, why it took so long. Uh, that, was, that was my fault. No, but I mean, he, he would say, he's like, you know, if I could have sabotaged your interview, I, I would have... Um, Fortunately, he's lazy, so he didn't sabotage my interview. Um, but I mean, again, it's it's just it's out of concern, right? It's out of love. Um, yeah. But he is, in the end, still happy that I'm able to, you know, accomplish these personal goals and then also able to pursue my dream. Wow, that's intense. Do you guys care? You guys yeah. haven't, you know, shared any concern for my well-being or my life. Did you not see when you were interviewing? Did you notice a man in a fake mustache in a trench coat behind you? No, I did not. <laughs> well, then my work is done. <laughs> no. Um, no, I'm freaked out. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know if that's for me or for you or just I in mean, general. I mean, the way I th- the way I see it though is that someone has to, you know, like someone has like this isn't like something where it's like. No, 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 I'm cool. If I get hurt in like, it's cool. Like I'm good. Like I'll just like obviously, yeah. Someone has to do it. It's like bless all the people who do. But I remember when you first introduced the concept to me because I had no idea what what this was. In my mind, I was like, I really hope this guy doesn't do this. And it was like <laughs> it was like the first. It was like the first time we met, and I was like, I like this guy. I don't want him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, this is Kelsey. I, did, I think this yeah. is at your wedding. Yeah, uh, potentially. Yes, my yeah. banquet, my wedding banquet. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jason told me like the next day. He's like, "I'm talking to this like guy. He's like trying to fly. It's like he's trying to fly nurse. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. he's trying yeah, to be a cool. sky manager. I was like, dude, what about land management? <laughs> Get your two feet what on about, the ground. <laughs> well, it's freaking well. I mean, that's, I mean, every, that's odd. I mean, every job has its hazard too, right? I mean, people yeah, who commute, yeah. uh, when you drive, you know, 70, yeah. 80 miles an hour to work, I mean, there's a hazard there. Um, yeah. You know, people. It's who, risk mitigation. Too exactly. Like, it's how you mitigate the risk. Exactly, yeah. right? Sure, um, yeah. So, again, just, I kind of talked about uh, safety is just, again, huge, 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 huge deal. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I want everyone to make it uh, back, right? So, yeah. um, I think this, this program, this industry, um, really has that uh, as a top priority. I mean, safety is first, not second, definitely not last. First, that's the quote. <laughs> that's the quote. That's the quote. <laughs> that's the quote. It's a bit wordy. They should they should keep workshopping that. <laughs> the quotes for you. Like, Your marketing department is lacking. It's like Jenkins. I get paid by the word. <laughs> He's like a copywriter. <laughs> not the second. Wow, man. Well, that. That was a lot. That was. I think that answered uh, a, 
a good chunk, if not all of our questions. Jason, if I miss anything, let me know. But, no, this was this was fantastic. This is completely enlightening. Yeah. Should, should we play some games? Yeah. You know what? Let's pivot. Yeah. Let's put Will on the spot. Okay, Kelsey, why don't you introduce this first yeah. one? So I'm going to kick it off. So this first game, Will, literally probably has nothing to do with the, the fascinating hour we've just spent talking to you about flight nursing. Uh, but we do know some of your interests. So top five is name off your top five, and we give you a topic. And uh, we have three topics for you. Excellent. Uh, first topic is top five beers. Go! Top five beers. Uh, I got to go with Triple Carmelite. Triple Carmelite mm. is a triple. Uh, nice. It's awesome. I, remember, I still remember the first time I drank it, the foam, like before I... I my lips even touched anything. I could just smell the foam and um, people, I mean, so many beers always talk about like, uh, oh, there's like orange notes in it. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like this is an orange juice, but triple caramelite, like they, and that's just the beginning. They got just, it's depths of flavor. Uh, what else as one? Um, I really like Saison, Saison DuPont specifically. Um, it's a nice like summer beer, very, refreshing but still has a lot of flavor it's like um, an ale what, what is it like a saison is a type of beer uh oh it is dupont dupont is uh i, I don't know it's a chemical the... company <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also make tires <laughs> yeah i don't understand what's happening here <laughs> um what else man you guys you know i haven't drank this beer since college but samuel adams used to make a cherry wheat and it was phenomenal Ooh, it, it really was and um it was very fruit forward, and I, I loved it. I remember for one of my birthdays, uh, you know, being in college, we were playing beer pong. And for my birthday, my request is that instead of using, you know, Natty Ice or Kaguam or some sort of, like, cheap beer that you found, you know, on the ground, uh, we played with cherry wheat. And, you know, a shout-out to my roommates in college. I think that was a very memorable birthday. Uh, what I got two more beers. What can I think of? I love black lagers. Uh, I can't say I have a specific... Uh, brand that I really like, but if I ever see a black lager uh, at a store, at a restaurant, at a at a bar, I will I will get it. Um, nice. And then my fifth one, I love porters. Uh, I would say the first beer that made me fall in love with porters was Sierra Nevada. Uh, it also helped that I was at their brewery up in up in Chico. Uh, so a little shout yeah. out to them if you can ever go up there. Uh, phenomenal, great food nice. too. Wow, awesome. All good, all, all very good answers. I, I was very surprised. I've never heard. I would, I would assume I would have heard of the Dupont because I do like weedy beers as well. Yeah. If that is, if it's like a lighter weed beer. Then I, 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 I think that's a good way to describe it. It's like you know, imagine like you're out at a picnic in the summer, and you know, mm-hmm. it'd be like 85 degrees out, and someone's like, "Oh, here's an IPA." I'm like, uh, "Gross!" Like, I rather drink sandpaper, right? Like, <laughs> like no, I, love, I hate IPAs. And I, I mean, I like IPAs, but that's just—I mean, it's not the right tool for the job, right? And so, like a yeah. lighter beer, like people really like uh, poo-poo on lagers. Um, so for me, I feel like a saison is like it's light like a lager. It's refreshing. It quenches your thirst. Uh, but there's a little bit more depth to it that a lager, a typical lager, probably won't provide. So uh, it is a little bit, I guess, heavier, kind of like a wheat beer. Um, just go buy it. Dupont, D U P O N T. Yep. Actually, that really confidently. Correct. Will's like, Will's like, honestly, and their best beer is chemical. So just Dupont. <laughs> Chemical. Chemical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your top five beers. The next topic uh, is top five jujitsu moves. Go. Top five moves. 
you know, truthfully, so Japanese jujitsu is kind of like the the grandfather and has a lot of bracket, yeah. like different uh, subsets to it. Um, I would say I really, I, I, this is something, this is kind of a hobby that I started more recently. Um, one oh. thing I'm really inclined to is just judo, uh, the judo portion, so the throwing portion, portion of it. Um, so really any of the big ipon, ipon meaning like, uh, it's, it's the, the game winner. If you land an ipon, uh, the match is over, no more points are counted, uh, you win. Uh, so any of those big throws, uh, I had to name five of these and now my coach is going to listen to this and yell at me for... Nice. for uh not remembering uh, <laughs> uh all the different ways so uh what can i name uh Sayonagi. <laughs> the Ipon Sayonagi. let me just name five. Five. <laughs> exercise of what five moves can i name yeah the Ipon Sayonagi is a very standard um the tomonage it's actually you everyone here on this podcast should know tomonage is the um uh, if you played Street Fighter, it's the one where Ken or Ryu kind of roll on their back and throw the person across the screen. Uh, oh, cool. okay. Yeah. Got it. It's like a yeah. sacrifice. Move, right? So <laughs> yeah. if, a, if a, a bull's just running at you, you just kind of sit on your butt and just put your put your foot in their groin and throw them in the air. Uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Um, how many is that too? Oh, God. <laughs> you know what? Uh, <laughs> let's see. I mean, three more. If you get there three uh, more, we can actually we, move. We, okay. we, I, I, got, I got this. Don't worry. I got Chelsea. this. <laughs> I got this. Uh, we'll go to the ground. Uh, it's the, uh, I'll just say in English, it's a scarf hold. Uh, you basically Ooh. put someone in a headlock and uh, <laughs> you basically, uh, you put them in a headlock and then you grab your own thigh. Uh, it's really secure <laughs> because because they're not going to break out. And, right? I mean, that's a big thing about jujitsu is like, it's, it's, working smarter not harder so you yeah. really just grip your own thigh their head is stuck between your armpit and they and your lap and then you have one free hand to i don't know give them a bloody nose or break their wrist or something else uh, it's, it's a very comfortable oh and the whole time you're on their wrists it's, it's incredible <laughs> i i enjoy it thoroughly uh i try to move away from it just to kind of you know, not stick to just what you're comfortable with, uh, what you're good at. Um, and that's why it's called the scarf hold because it's like soft and comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's how most people. I think it's how uh, Japanese people keep warm in the winters up in up in the north. Um, uh, I like ankle picks. So ankle picks is if you're standing and. Um, you know, and this isn't, you know, I don't, judo, you're not allowed to attack the legs, but basically you just go reach down, you grab someone's foot and you pull it up and then they slip. And the thing, the reason I love it, it's, it's, you kind of distract them, right? So a lot of people are very, people love striking. People love getting punched in the face or punch people in the face. So, you know, you kind of make them think high, you throw a punch to the face uh, and then you just shoot down, you grab their foot and you bring it up. And the thing is, it doesn't matter who you are. When you get your ankle picked, you look so stupid falling. Um, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, that's like that. Uh, that's the scene in Mulan. I don't remember. When, he, yeah, no, no, when, that, when in the training, yeah, they're, they're, like, he like, catches the guy. fish. He yeah, snatches yeah. the guy's foot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know. I, I, yeah, everything uh, I know about martial arts, I learned from Mulan. It's just like your splits, right? You just do all the research. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, re- I'm research heavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, our final one. What what can I do for our final one? Um, I mean, I can just go with a... We can go with any choke. 
I like uh, an Ezekiel choke, which is basically just smashing your uh, your your neck between both forearms. Um, it's easy because once you're in there, all you really do is just lean into it, and um, the choke is done. <laughs> the choke is done. Uh, That's the lingo. Like the choke is done for one person forever, or <laughs> well, yeah, that's the objective, right? Uh, yeah. I also want to add another asterisk. Yeah. I am, I am by no means a specialist in this. So all the the whole martial arts community that I just offended, uh, I apologize. Nice. Um, okay, great. So that's five, right? That, that, yes, that's fine. That's, that's 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 all right, all right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent work. Excellent work. All right. I think, all right. So this is the last top five we have for you. And I think this one should, should be pretty easy for you. It's oh, don't, top don't five. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Just try to, I'm trying to pump you up here. All right. Top five bodily fluids. Uh, uh, what? Like that I... Yeah. You can barely it, name five. You can barely name five jujitsu moves. You can't name five bodily fluids. <laughs> That I that I enjoy that I am around. Oh, just your top. Like oh, your top I mean, I mean, name them. All right. I, no, how, however, however you want to describe it. Or, or all right, I'm gonna start. It. Let's 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 go hot. Uh, we're gonna start with semen. All right. Uh, number two, <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about uh, the sloughing, the uterine sloughing that comes out uh, month, generally monthly for women. Uh, sometimes you know it's, it's uh, maybe every two months, three months, or once a year. Uh, number three is going to be, uh, I'm not going to use the <laughs> medical term, but the um, more layman's term for all the viewers, but duck butter, uh, which is oh. the, which is the, the gooch, uh, you know, right, right between, I'm, I'm a male, so between my ball and my, my, my butthole, that, that taint to the gooch, um, the kind yeah. of sweat and nonsense that builds up there. That yeah. is, <laughs> uh, that's, that's, is that a medical term? The sweat and nonsense? Not medical, but it's an industry term. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, just, just really quick side note: if my doctor ever ever says you got a bunch of nonsense growing down there, I would be freaking out. I would be freaking out. Would you rather them say you have a lot of nonsense down there, or you have a lot of duck butter down duck there? Butter. <laughs> I think either. I think uh, interchangeable. I would freak out equally. <laughs> uh, what's, what's it? That's it's three. It's, it's, uh, it's three. And then we'll, we'll round out. Uh, I mean, blood. Uh, uh-huh. right. we'll, we'll make Classic. it easy and to yeah. round everything out uh, saliva that's where it all ends oh, up somehow nice. one way or another nice yeah. <laughs> you wow. guys yourselves. wow that wow. was, that was <laughs> of the three that I thought uh, sorry of the three the last one I thought you were going to struggle the most with and you knocked them out like I've been asking you that question <laughs> since we've met so yeah that was quite impressive, impressive. well done Very impressive. I'm a nurse and <laughs> a man of life but anyways uh congratulations on your first and uh last podcast i guess Yay! <laughs> all right well moving on to our next game this one's called either or will it's a let's call it a bit of a lightning round so i'm going to give you two choices and you have to choose one or the other uh so to start with house or scrubs Oh, Scrubs. I mean, I re- I references. I've yeah, never, I mean, never really yeah. even watched House. I think he just yells at people, and at the end, uh, he makes a di- like a secret diagnosis to close out the episode <laughs> that he could have just told everyone in the beginning. And now, <laughs> critical condition when they could have been treated out uh, at home, maybe. 
Um, had to think about had to think about the lupus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is random tick that only exists in this part of like this tri-county area that you know no no case has been reported for 80 years. Uh, <laughs> Scrubs, I mean, I thought it was pretty accurate and it's uh honestly it's really funny. I restarted watching Scrubs uh I think last year. Uh yeah. and it holds up. I, I actually nice. just finished my rewatch and it's to your point, it holds up quite nicely. Um so yeah. Um, next one, uh, ICU or UFC? Uh, ICU, hundred percent. I I don't know why I do martial arts as a hobby. I don't like getting hit. I don't like hitting people. Uh, this is one of the dumber decisions of my life, but I I love it oddly enough. Uh, but I see hundred percent. I'm a I'm a healer. That's what I was born to do. Oh, all right. Well, this next one is going to be challenging for you then. ICU or MCU? Uh, oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm a healer, but Thanos. No, I, don't know. Uh, um, I think I'll still go with ICU. I think the whole Marvel. Right. I, I mean, I I love I love Marvel and, and and DC and comic books, and but I think the the MCU that it's the way it stands now, it's getting too much. I mean, like every other movie and show is about something from that realm, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. can we talk about something else? And the last one is Jason or Kelsey. Do I have to? <laughs> wow. This is too much. This is the only reason why we play this game. Yeah, that was it. No. Well, this whole podcast was a trick to just ask you this question. If it if it really was, that was actually pretty good. Like I'm I'm now comfortable <laughs> off guard. Like you guys really just buttered me up. Uh, Jason and I purchased approximately a thousand dollars worth of equipment all to ask you this question yeah um that's that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me uh <laughs> uh no i mean you guys have your I, I i refuse to pick you guys both have your uh your value um you know one one is a hammer one is a screwdriver both are necessary i'll let you guys <laughs> battle over which one's who's who uh in this toolbox analogy but uh now you guys have great value. I mean, and I, and this is here. This is where my talking capabilities kick in. Um, you know, and this is why I was so excited to be on this podcast. You know, to be around both of you guys. You guys are very funny people. Uh, you're both very in, uh, uh, intellectual. So it's you know we had a lot of good laughs during during the, the past hour or so. But we also I feel like you know talked about a lot of important things. Not just you know we were sure we talked about the medical field. We talked about professional goals, uh, personal things. You know, so you guys really, you know, jack of all trades. So it's, uh, I can't, I can't choose. Look at that deflection. Wow. Wow. Uh, I'm patting myself on In a way that was, <laughs> in a way that was exactly what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I wanna, excellent. I want that to go on my resume. Uh, yeah. Right. No, you should <laughs> type it up and put it in your LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. So that was either or. Moving on now. So this is this is an actual this is a a, a real game where there's points involved, right? So it's going to be head to head. I'm the I'm the game host here. Will versus Kelsey. This is fact or fiction nurse edition. All right. So I'm going to present a statement, and each of you are going to tell me whether or not you think it's true or false, and and that and that's how it's going to go. All right. So number one, the first known nursing school was established in India. In 250 BC. Sure, fact. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go contrary. I'm gonna go false. I'm gonna go not fact. All right. All right. Well, Will is truly the nurse in this situation. You are correct, Will. Look at that. And that's one what? point on the board. That was too, it was too, it was too specific. Jason's not that clever. He couldn't have made that up. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, it's actually, it was actually the Indus Valley. India was not a country in 2050 BC. It was 251. Oh, wow. <laughs> interesting, interesting. All right, you guys are trying to figure me out. I love it. All right, next one. 12% of nurses in 2019 are male. I'll take that. I'll take that as fact. I'm going to take that as false as well. That sounds low. Wow. 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 Kelsey, you are terrible at this game. Oh, no. <laughs> if, if any... All my years as a non nurse is really hurting me now. <laughs> if, if, if I was raw, I was like, oh, it's probably lower. Oh, yeah. 12%? 12%. Isn't that shocking? Wow. Yeah. It's national. I'm sure in the Bay Area it's probably higher than that, but no, still, but why not by much? Th- oh, really? There's okay. like a nurse shortage, isn't there? Like, yeah, but we're talking about the male-female ratio, not the overall yeah. volume. No, 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 I know, but what I'm saying is that like you would think that like more, there's more men would get like, there's more it, men because yeah. it's like they they need. Never okay. I mean, I think it's a great industry to go into, but you know, yeah, it's yeah. taking it's taking some time. Yeah, it'll get there. All right. Okay, nurses walk uh, five kilometers every shift. Did you just Google these questions? I feel like this is written by like an eighth grader. Like, <laughs> I have so many follow up questions to each question. <laughs> like, what kind of nurse? What year was this? Like, was this fact like generated? Who did Relevant. they pull? Like, there's so many holes in this. Yeah, <laughs> this is uh, true. Sure, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I'm going true. with false again. I will go with false. Kelsey's going false. Wow, Kelsey, you are really not getting the thread what? here. Good job, Will. Yeah, and then Kelsey, also, you have the advantage of going second. Yet you. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I should have just followed, but I don't trust you as a person. Yeah. So. I, I wouldn't either. All right, here we go. National Nurses Day is May twelfth. Uh, for this year, this year it's May twelfth. I, I actually, I, I actually don't know if it changes every year, but for this uh, year, I don't know either. But it's it's when I get a free Chipotle, buy one get one free Chipotle burrito. I want to say it's oh, nice. March to May. It's like the springtime. I want to say May because I feel like every March I Google it to know when I can get my burrito. Uh, so I'm gonna say true. I will true, go with May true 12th. as well. I will also go with true. <laughs> oh wow, Kelsey, you're finally catching on. You guys are both correct on the board. Oh, Jason, All right, here we go. All of these have been true. All of these have been true. Here we go. So so far, uh, let's just let's just recap the scores here. Uh, will has uh, four points, uh, uh-huh. and Kelsey a strong yeah. one point, yeah. uh, and yeah, okay. we have one statement remaining. So Ooh, good job. <laughs> the we got a nail biter on our hands. It's close. The, the statement is uh, also worth one point. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's worth 100 points. That's making all other rounds uh, irrelevant. Yeah. All right. Walt Whitman was a nurse. False? True. Jason, why do you look like uh, – for all the listeners, uh, Jason, we're, we're on uh, – we're, uh, we're, we're webcamming each other. Jason has like this like pensive look of thought. I'm like, don't you know the answer? <laughs> I do, but it, I'm, I'm reacting to the answers that you guys are giving me. Okay. All right. It's true. Um, Good job, Kelsey. Wow. Walt Whitman uh, served as a nurse in the Civil that. War. Isn't that, that wild? Yeah, yeah. I did that. And um, great, excellent. So 
Uh, final score? Good job, Kelsey. Final <laughs> score. Uh, Will Ford and Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I believe Will clarified the last one was worth 100 yes. points. So, yes. technically, a blowout. It was 101. Uh, I'm the game host, uh, as I said earlier. Uh, Will's the winner. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Not perfect. Even a god can bleed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm very uncomfortable with this answer, but we're going to move on to our next game, which is called Discomfort Zone. So, Will, we usually uh, bring up a topic that we think you probably don't know much about, and we ask you to explain that in one sentence. So, William Wu, your topic is explain explain stocks. Explain stocks. All right. Um, Wait, how much? What am I supposed to do? One sentence? Yeah, one One sentence. sentence. Describe stocks. Stocks. you are able to invest and buy and sell a portion or a share of a company. That's not bad. That's actually okay. not too bad. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. That game was, was a, less, that was, was less fun. Than <laughs> that was just one question. Guys, I, give me a little bit more credit. Well, again, all right, really quick. We also, similar to what we were saying before about Kelsey or Jason, uh, we just wanted to, go through all of this to ask you to explain stocks in one sentence yeah. so <laughs> it's, it's just like music and and airplane different uh, uh types yeah. of airplanes and stocks i if now if this game was two sentences i think i i wouldn't have been able to do it <laughs> yeah i think the real point of this game is that kelsey and i don't know what stocks are and we we're hoping that you could tell us. not so, really yes yeah. we've heard so many so much about this it sounds yeah. like a big deal kelsey yeah. don't you work in finance <laughs> that's not this is not a, neither here nor there okay so we'll Got figure it. that out later Got it. <laughs> all, right, all right great excellent job with that game um i i guess uh yeah you won that game and <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> the last game here is is a it's a group game a group effort and it, uh, it's called won't you haiku so the three of us together are going to write a haiku uh about nursing uh, Will, you're going to take the first line, Kelsey the second line, and I'll, I'll round it out here. And it's five seven five. So, uh, oh, thank thank you for you... saying that. I legitimately, yeah. I was going to try to <laughs> lure it out of you guys. Like, oh, I know it, but do you guys just want to say it for the the listeners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, five seven five. All right. Uh, are we? Are we? Be- oh my god, I have to think about this. This is yeah. where. Uh... Okay, I'll start. Duck butter everywhere. That indeed is nursing now. <laughs> Semen, blood. Ew, gross. <laughs> is that, 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 that it? actually <laughs> didn't? That wasn't as bad as I thought that it was, was going to be. That was so bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure mine was six syllables. I I, I, I think I rushed. I glazed over one of them. What did you say? Duck butter every six. The foundation what, what is ruined. You set us up. You set us up. Over that, la- that second to last syllable. Duck yeah, I, butter. I, 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 no, it was, it was duck butter airware. Duck butter error. We also have to add iambic pentameter in. That that'll yeah. be the next game. But oh I'm God. I'm bummed this was our last game. Every time, every game, I didn't know how many games there would be, but when you guys are all right, last question, I'd be like, oh no. 
podcast is oh. going to end soon. This is the last question of the pre-games of the 20 games that, that we're going to be playing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Hours. Awesome. Oh wow. Great work. Great work with all that. Uh, yeah. So, so Kelsey, why don't wow. we uh, close off? Yeah. Tell, yeah, tell us I mean, uh, what you learned today. What's your takeaway? I mean, I, the one thing I, I did not materially think about in my brain when I thought of flight nursing but when Will was articulating it, is, yeah, it's nursing, but it's nursing in an environment that is atypical to what you would expect nursing or any medical professional to be in. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why it hit home for me, but when, when Will was saying, yeah, you can be on a curb, but if, yeah. you're, a curb 10 feet from, you know, if you're curb 10 stories off the ground, you forget how to walk. And that's 100% because... Flight nursing is not as simple as nursing on a, you know, a plane or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or a helicopter. It's like there's so much more behind what you have to do, which yeah. requires so much more like experience, training, and just a lot more respect to Will for, for wanting to kind of pursue that type of very unique type of medical training and, and just being a very niche type of nurse that, that has value because there's a reason why you have to do these things. So. It's just that that yeah. that level of difficulty is just very impressive to me as yeah. as someone who's trying to pursue this field. Thank you. Yeah, Thank for you. sure, for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah, and I also like completely underestimated like how a change of environment like can make something dramatically more difficult or 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 more complex. Yeah, um, I think my my main takeaway, and I, I knew flight nursing was like helicopters in general are are. A dangerous like mode of transportation right but i had no idea that it was the second highest mortality rate yeah for sure of all jobs right there's some like pretty dangerous jobs out there like crab like crabbing aside um so yeah will is like i guess i guess the thing that i truly learned is that will's a badass (laughs) will's a badass and it's just like this is like nine ten years in the making like that's that's like incredible. Like that's like pretty inspirational. Like, yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, Will, what did you learn through this journey of yours currently? Uh, oh, I thought you were going to ask me what I learned in the podcast. I was like, Walt Whitman was a nurse in the civil war. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, if that's your takeaway, that might be it. That might be <laughs> the best we had to provide to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I guess, in seriousness, what did like? Did you learn anything about yourself as you were talking about this? Like, what did you learn to through this conversation? I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. It's a lot of fun. I mean, a little bit of it was kind of like going going back and going through like a like a time capsule, right? So there are a lot of things that uh, we explored that we went went back as far as ten years ago or even longer, right? Like we went back to all the way when I was eighteen. Um, but I think in the end, the main takeaway, I can't just pinpoint one lesson, uh, one thing. I mean. My thing is, you know, as, as a person, we should always be developing. We should always be kind of moving forward or just moving, right? I mean, that's what humans are designed to do or, or just to move, right? Um, so, you know, I've, I've grown a lot in, in this journey. I've, I've learned a lot. Um, but the main thing is, you know, I, I never did this alone, right? I, I truly believe no person uh, lives on an island. Um, you are, you know, it's it takes, it takes a lot of support and... Um, you know, I, I said this again earlier, and 
this is what the most exciting thing for me. Uh, and I kind of rehearsed this kind of fantasy in my head over and over again. It's like, if I ever got accepted, you know, this is what I would do. And when I got accepted, the, I was so thrilled to just tell people. Uh, I had a list of thank yous to work through um, and I'm still working through it, but just to be able to call these people that some people hadn't spoke to in years, um, but they paid, played a, ba- a big part of my journey and just be able to tell them like, hey, we did it, you know, and, and thank you for everything. So, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that's particularly a lesson, but something that I'm very grateful for. And Will, thank you. Like, thank oh. you so much for, for agreeing to do this, for, for joining us. Oh, the, the biggest of thank yous. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, was, yeah absolutely. Thank you for having incredible. me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, yeah, let's say goodbye. <laughs> wow. Let's, uh, yeah. I don't know how rude uh, Yeah, let's check out Nixon. Yeah, let's say goodbye. This is why I'm not, uh, I'm not involved in flight because I can't land a plane. Yeah. Um, not a close. I mean, no, but th- th- again, thank you guys for having me. Uh, I when, when you guys first reached out, I was so excited. Um, again, just love hanging out with you guys, being able to chat with you guys about things. Um, you know, you guys are absolutely hilarious. And uh, you guys are also, again, like I, I mentioned, so this is now when you record this so you can go on your resumes but you guys are all very um intellectual so we could talk about a lot of different things so it's been tons of fun hopefully this makes the final cut uh if not uh burn in hell and (laughs) (laughs) wow that's that's how you do it that's how you do it that's that's a true professional wow my forever (laughs) no i think not only do i think this is going to make the cut but like um yeah, I, I was, I was really, really looking forward to this conversation. Like, same here. Like, um, I, I, I have like I hold you in such high esteem. Um, so I, I was nervous actually coming into this. Like, we've we've done some other podcast episodes with uh, people that are uh, that I'm much closer with that I did not care about. Um, <laughs> so, so, this, <laughs> so yeah, this has been this is uh, this is uh, I guess a dream come true for me as well, and. Um, I, I had no idea you were you were interested in all these other topics as well. So like, obviously, in the future, you know, love to have you back, and you can like school us oh. on some other things. You can maybe share some more tales about like how this whole flight nursing turn thing turns out, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, I think that'd be the awesome. way. The way that the way we're hoping to frame this is this is part one, Will. So uh, uh, stay tuned for invites and desperate emails from uh, <laughs> both of us. But yes. This was this was this exceeded, I think, uh, some of our initial expectations. So again, yeah. big thanks for just being on the podcast, but also just having that kind of uh, perspective on life that uh, makes it very easy listening. So awesome! Yeah, well, yeah, thank you guys for sure. All right, so uh, just in case uh, everybody's forgot, my name's Jason, and I'm Kelsey, and have a great week, everyone. And ta-ta for now. Bye. This has been Jason and Kelsey Have Friends. Executive produced by Dora. Talent managed by Kelly. Design and artwork by Hobby at madebyhobby.com. Theme song by Jason. Questions? Comments? Send us an email at jasonandkelsey at gmail.com or visit us at jasonandkelsey.com. If you haven't already, please rate and subscribe everywhere. Multiple times. <laughs>